You couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPlacito, and the Celtics come out big win, 122-114 over the Utah Jazz, which, if you remember, not too long ago, the Jazz had a big comeback and squeaked by with a victory. So this is a nice revenge game for the Celtics coming off of a absolute massacre of the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, gonna follow this podcast, same as usual. Run through player of the game, run through some of the highs, some of the lows. But before we get started here, got a big announcement for the podcast. Unfortunately, the podcast network that I've now been a part of for two years, the Basketball Podcast Network, you see them on the live stream here. Uh, they are shutting it, they're shutting their doors. Uh, so I will no longer have access to StreamYard. Uh, so we'll not be able to do any of the live streams anymore. The podcast is still going to come out, same as usual. Still going to run the podcast the remainder of the year, uh, but there will not be a live stream. This will likely be the last live stream of the year, unfortunately. Uh, but enough sad crap. Let's dive into the podcast here. Uh, wanting this, is a, this player of the game is a little tough for me because you break this down. First half player of the game was Derek White. Second half player of the game, player of the second half, I guess, Malcolm Brogdon. Blake Griffin played phenomenal throughout this one. Uh, and Jason Tatum was an absolute stud. So I'm going to give player of the game to Jason Tatum. But I want all of you to hear this right now. This was a very complete performance. There was really only, you know, one player that didn't really play well, and we'll dive into that the second half here. Let's get started. Got to talk about Jason Tatum. 39 points, 11 rebounds, 12 of 17 from the field, 5 of 8 from 3. And this is after his 8 of 10 from 3 game uh, against the Bucks. 10 of 11 from the free throw line. So he was getting to the rim. He was getting into the free throw line, and he was hitting his threes again. This was a really, really good performance from him. And honestly, one of the plays of the game for me was his hustle play with, you know, 50 seconds left. Jazz got this close. They were about to get the ball. Ball was heading out of bounds. Jason Tatum runs over and punches it out. Marcus Smart, Marcus Smart gets it. And that was basically what solidified this game. But Jason Tatum had two different moments late in this game where he did the kiss of death and normally kiss of death is very much a this game's over because of this shot uh well the jazz just kept hitting shots towards the end give them a lot of credit they fought they actually outscored 629 in that fourth quarter they battled tonight uh however jason tatum was doing everything absolutely everything late uh, he had the step back three in front of a double team to go up 108 uh, 93 early on, uh, but then had the corner three, the kiss of death from Brogdon to go up 115 101. Uh, and the Jazz just kept getting, kept getting back into it. And he just continued. That's when he made that nice hustle play, preventing the ball from going out of bounds, like 45 seconds left. So Jason Tatum offensively, 
great. Defensively, three steals, looked great. Getting his hands in passing lanes, doing everything. So really solid overall game from him. And this is, you know, coming off of one of his best performances in Milwaukee as well. Uh, so really solid game from him overall. But like I said, we had phenomenal performances throughout the team. Derek White was by far the best player in the first half. He was doing absolutely everything. He had seven points in the first quarter, and he had, I believe, five of our first – actually, I'm pretty sure he had all five of our first points. He hit a three, got to the got to the rim, got fouled, hit his free throws. First five points of the game was Derek White, uh, and he just kept it rolling. The guy was super efficient early on. It definitely fell off in the second half because overall shooting numbers don't look great. But in the first half, this guy was unstoppable. He had 15 points at halftime, ended the night with 17. So a lot of misses in the second half, but really strong performance from him overall in that first. Uh, so much so that he still, despite you know having a tough shooting night in the second half, was a team high plus 16. The next closest was Grant Williams at a plus 10. So Derek White came out, battled. Second half, again, died down a little bit from Derek White's standpoint, but Malcolm Brogdon picked it up. Malcolm Brogdon played just an unbelievable, unbelievable second half of basketball. He had four points, three rebounds, three assists at halftime. He ended the night 19 points, seven assists. Right. So Malcolm Brogdon went out, did his thing. Seven of 14 from the field, three of eight from three. Uh, there was a stretch in this game where the Jazz got the score down. It was 72 68. So four point game. Malcolm Brogdon hits a three, then hits another three, and then found Grant for another three. And then hit another one. Four straight possessions. He hit three threes himself and found Grant Williams for, for a three as well. So four straight possessions, Malcolm Brogdon attributed to 12 points, right? You talk about a game of runs. Malcolm Brogdon went on a run himself and honestly just continued it. That third quarter was phenomenal from him, but he really played well throughout this game. He had nine points in that third quarter, all three of those threes we just talked about, uh, and then had another six points, ended the night with 19. So Malcolm Brogdon in this one, really solid game overall from him. Uh, but again, doesn't stop there. Also had a steal and a block, which, you know, throw that out there. But it doesn't stop there. The Celtics had a bunch of other guys step up, play significant minutes. Again, this is a game, no Al Horford, no Robert Williams. So we went a little bit deeper into our bench than we normally do, right? This was a game where we played like 10 guys, legitimate minutes, 10 guys played double digit minutes tonight. Uh, but the other guy that got the start tonight was Blake Griffin. This guy went out there and just hustle play after hustle play after hustle play, six points, 12 rebounds, five of which were offensive. And had five assists as well as a steal. And he also had Chris Dunn grabbing his jersey. Got him ejected, essentially, from this game. And just laughed in his face as it was happening. 
he got fouled, went to the floor, did the KG push-ups. Like this guy was pumping energy into the garden like no other. Just unreal energy game from Blake Griffin. And honestly, I I know we've talked about it on this podcast. Blake Griffin significantly passed his prime at this point, right? Nowhere near his prime anymore. However, his passing ability is off the charts. Off the charts. We've talked about the passing ability of Robert Williams. We've talked about the passing ability of Horford for big men, right? Blake Griffin is probably better than both of them. And he is such a high IQ player, right? So he's coming out here and doing a lot of the very little things, right? A lot of hustle plays, still taking charges. In fact, the very first play of the entire game was Blake taking a charge, right? So he's doing so many little things and contributing to this team. Uh, So really overall, you look, you've got really good performances from everybody in this one. Grant Williams played 17 minutes tonight defensively. Unreal. Such a good defensive game. Added a block on that side, but overall just stayed in front of guys. Stopped everybody. Kelly Olenek tried to get past him a couple times. Got nowhere. Grant Williams in those 17 minutes, though, 13 points, five rebounds, two assists, a block on five of six from the field, three of four from three. This was Grant not trying to do too much, sticking to his role, and playing at a very high level. This is the Grant Williams that the Celtics need, right? This is play your role, know it, front and back, do it every day. Really good game from Grant in this one. Uh, but honestly, like up and down, you've got guys stepping up. I think Marcus Smart, overall, he hit a couple threes early. God trigger happy. Probably took too many, right? Probably not his best game. Uh, but overall, when the Celtics needed buckets because the threes weren't falling, there was a point most of the entire first half, the Celtics were shooting like 22% from three. We ended at 33%, which still lower than you would like. Part, part of that is due to the fact that Marcus Smart did shoot horrible from beyond the arc at the end of the night. Uh, he was at, you know, 28%, four of 13. Uh, but he hit all four of those, I believe, in that first half. So, you know, it is what it is, right? Marcus Smart kept the, kept the Celtics in the game early, uh, but he got trigger happy. Don't like to see it. Uh, yeah, outside of that, though, this was a game. Celtics had 27 assists. We we turned the ball over 11 times. It's not bad, right? That's under our threshold. We've talked about like 15 kind of being that threshold. Uh, and Celtics did a pretty good job of, you know, controlling that aspect of the game. Uh, this was not a perfect game by any means. Uh, but defensively, I thought we played really well in spurts. Uh, again, in spurts being the keyword there. Uh, fourth quarter was an absolute there, but uh, I think really the first first three quarters I thought defensively were solid. First quarter was kind of all over the place, but second quarter, third quarter really settled into things uh, and played well. Played really well. Uh, I do want to talk about some of the negatives because again, this was not a perfect game by any means. Uh, before we dive into some of the negatives, I want to take a quick break for word from our sponsors. 
This podcast is brought to you by Hopewell Hemp Farms. Hopewell Hemp Farms is your only source for the highest quality American-grown hemp products. If you're like me and love to be active, whether that's playing in an adult softball or basketball league, or your level of activity is limited to yard work, one thing is for certain. As you get older, joints start to hurt. Well, I turn to Hopewell Hemp Farms Body Butter to relax those joints and their amazing tinctures to help me fall asleep. Check them out at HopewellHempFarms.com today and stock your nightstand the only way I know how. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. PD Properties utilizes the most current marketing techniques and strive to put more money in your pocket. If you're looking to buy, call now and George will be with you every step of the way until you find a property you're able to call home. Serving the North Shore and beyond, call George Dimas with PD Properties today at 781-913-2290. That's 781-913-2290. All right, so I want to talk through some of the negative here. And to get started, uh, you got to touch Jalen Brown a little bit in this one. This was a this was a really tough game. He ended the night uh, minus five, uh, the only starter in in negatives. Uh, Twelve points, two rebounds, moved the ball actually pretty well. So I will give him credit there. Four assists there, uh, had a steal, five of nineteen from the field. 0 of 5 from 3, 3 turnovers. This was not a Jalen Brown game. Honestly, he just looked disinterested for the large majority of this game. He was moving slow. He didn't really look like he was trying to get the ball. Uh, They subbed him out a couple times. He just looked uninterested in this game. And, you know, he played decent minutes despite not playing in the fourth quarter just yesterday against the Bucs. So I don't know if he's just tired, but you don't like seeing it from him. Uh, again, doesn't happen very often. Not worried about it in the slightest. Uh, it was just a bad game. You know, he wasn't hitting shots and he just kept taking them. I'll give Jason Tatum a lot of credit because, you know, he was hitting a lot of the shots that he took. He still didn't end up with that many shots. Jalen Brown took two more shots than Jason Tatum did. Jalen Brown you know, no shame, just kept shooting. And honestly, like, I, I want that. I want that from him. I love the confidence. I want him to go out there and continue trying, but he was getting blocked at the rim constantly, uh, just forcing tough shot after tough shot and they weren't falling. Uh, so overall, just a really like, I don't know. I don't want to say shitty game from Jalen Brown, but it wasn't good. Right uncharacteristic is probably the best way of putting it. Cause honestly, Jalen Brown, since the all-star break, since the whole mask debacle, he's been largely the most consistent player on the Celtics team. I don't think anybody's going to argue that he's been the most consistent player on this team since the all-star break. And tonight was just not one of his nights. Didn't look good. Uh, Outside of him. Yeah. Realistically, the offense as a whole really struggled at times to knock down shots. Like we took 51 threes in this. We took 96 shots overall. So more than 50% of our shots are coming from three. And we shot at a 33% clip. Again, through halftime, we were shooting it at 26%. 
either 22 or 27 percent i believe is the is the number there so it wasn't good right the celtics just kept doing it fortunately for them it turned around third quarter they hit a bunch they had a really solid third quarter shooting uh and it kind of changed the numbers a little bit again 33 percent still lower than you would like to see right 27 assists on 42 makes you would like to see that number a little bit higher still had jason tatum kind of going off doing his thing again if he's hitting all of his shots by all means the assist numbers are going to be low he's an iso he's an iso heavy guy when the shots are falling keep taking them right if they're not falling don't take them and try to move the ball find a better shot but this was a night where he was on he was on and he was doing whatever he wanted so by all means, if you want to kiss a death three times, go for it. All here, all here for it. Uh, but outside of that, there are a couple things that you really didn't like to see. And it was the same thing that the Celtics struggled with last time we played the Jazz, and it was rebounding. We got out-rebounded 52-42 in this game, gave up 13 offensive rebounds to this Jazz team. And Walker Kessler was a huge reason behind it. Uh, this was a 20-point, 10-rebound, uh, as well as three-block game for Walker Kessler. Five of his 10 rebounds came on the offensive glass, right? And it led to him being 10 of 13 from the field. Obviously, not all 10 of those are coming from offensive rebounds, but he got a couple of really easy looks, really easy putbacks, because the Celtics just did not box out. And again, this is a game similar to the last time we played him, like, we were down our bigs. No Horford, no Time Lord in this one. You're reverting to a lineup where you're putting in guys like you know Blake, who is giving up a lot of size in that matchup. Uh, and then Cornette, who, again, not a great rebounder. Muscala, not a great rebounder, right? So you're putting those guys against Walker Kessler, who is a very good rebounder, very good defender. It's not really a good matchup for any of those guys. Uh, so overall, that's one of the things that the Celtics kind of got screwed with last time we played the Jazz. It happened again, right? And you've got other guys just kind of going off. Horton Tucker, 28 points in this one, eight rebounds, seven assists. Like the guy was doing whatever he wanted. He got to the free throw line, 10 of 10 from the free throw line. Like we were not stopping him from getting into the lane all night long. He was doing whatever he wanted. Uh, and honestly, Chris Dunn, too. Like, he ended the night 16 points, but he was 8 of 13 from the field. He was getting downhill. He was getting to the rim at ease. And again, you don't have a shot blocker in this game without Robert Williams. Uh, Derek White is your next best shot blocker. Uh, but again, it's not really a good, it's not really a, a, a rim presence, right? Derek White is very good at blocking guys from behind, but he's not a rim presence naturally as a, as a guard. Right. Uh, but overall you look, it was, it wasn't a perfect game by any means. Gave up 36 points in the fourth quarter. Defense was horrible down the stretch. Uh, but fortunately the offense was there, which, you know, has been the case for a large majority of this season. So Celtics pull out a, a impressive and a much needed win. 122-114 over the Jazz. And at this point, the standings are the standings are getting tight. 
Standings are getting tight. So the Celtics improve to 54 and 24. We're just a game and a half behind the Milwaukee Bucks. However, not a lot of time left. Four games for the Celtics, five game of the Bucks. It's going to take it's going to take the Bucks, you know, really struggling down the stretch here. So we'll see how it all works out. Uh, but at this point, again, Celtics own the tiebreaker. We talked about it after the Bucks podcast. Uh, it's still, it's a, it's kind of a pipe dream, but it's possible, right? It's possible. We need the Bucks to lose a couple and the Celtics really need to be perfect for the remainder of this season. So that's where we're going to wrap things up for today. If you haven't done so already, guys, uh, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics guy. Make sure to follow our Facebook page, Boston Celtics till I die. The YouTube page, Boston Celtics game day recap might not have a lot of activity coming, uh, especially if this live stream thing does not work out. Uh, Got to try and figure out a way to, to make it happen. But with the podcast network shutting down, losing access to our subscription here. So going to try and figure something out. Follow it just in case. Subscribe. Uh, more importantly, though, on Apple Podcast, on Spotify, make sure to rate and review the podcast. Five-star written review. The more ratings, reviews, the more podcast networks will start to look. Uh, you know, I'm free agent. Try to find the best network out there that's, you know, looking for a Celtics podcast. So rate and review. Push me up on the rankings here, and uh, we'll see what we can make happen. Have a great night, Celtics fans. We'll talk soon. Yeah, you couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics?